When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, this is Nomad, host and creator of the Career Musician Podcast. Why do they call me Nomad? Well, I traveled the globe, spreading the joy of music one song at a time. And now I bring you wisdom, tried and true knowledge, and life experiences of my colleagues and peers in this crazy business we call music. Welcome to another episode of the Career Musician Podcast. Today we have guitarist L.A. Williams, kidney transplant survivor and miracle man. This is the Career Musician Podcast with your host, Nomad. Okay, first of all, big shout out to Kevin Wilson and all of my homies at the International Musician Summit. Kevin founded the summit, and that's where I met L.A. Williams. Now, L.A. Williams is near and dear to my heart because of one thing. He's a kidney transplant and dialysis survivor. Now, this is near and dear to me because my father is going through the very same experience. When I called L.A. to pick his brain about it, he was nothing but loving, caring, helpful, insightful, and he continues to be supportive in this manner. So I would like to say if there's anybody out there struggling with being on dialysis or needing a kidney transplant, please reach out to L.A. Williams on Facebook and I can guarantee you he's going to bless you. That's not the only reason why I think he's super cool. He is buds with Isaiah Sharkey, one of today's greatest guitar players, hands down. And yes, they are both disciples of the one and only Spanky. Here I am with L.A. Williams, my good friend. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Career musician. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't want to. I don't want to fail to mention. So, Ronnie. Yes. Okay, so Ronnie here. Tell us about. Yes, here Ronnie. At the table Mr. Well. Ronnie Jones is Ronnie Jones. Uh, hails from South Bend, Indiana. Um, uh, as well as St. Louis, and then back to South Bend, uh, uh, a minister. Uh, 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 and uh, he has also uh, been with the group that I'm traveling with. This weekend, Flint Cavaliers Gospel Group Quartet, and um, uh, he's been with the group for going on six, seven years, and uh, and he's here. He did a wonderful job last night. We were just talking about the performance last night, and the one we got coming up here. Wow, there's so much to talk about. Okay, first, now the reason why you're such a source of inspiration to me is because it kind of touches home. My father has been suffering uh, from, from kidney issues, yes, and I know you struggle with that. Can, man. It's amazing. To me, you're a miracle. So yes. tell me about that. Yes. Um, I was, uh, ever since I was young, man, I was, I was not a person to get sick. Like I, and if I had a cold, a bad cold, 
or something like that, I always would go to school. Like, I, I would go to school, fight through all of that. And so, um, and it was one thing my mother would get on my sister about. I was like, your brother never stays home. He all don't care what he's going through. He'd go to school. So I, um, and I was telling my father had, he would never get sick. I got those genes. But all of a sudden, uh, I was uh, about 35, and um, for a span of about a couple months, during the winter in Chicago, during the winter from like probably December or so, uh, I fell ill. And I'm thinking at that time, this is cold season, flu season is normal. And so um, I end up, um, I end up, uh, doing these home remedies, man. I didn't go to the doctor because it wasn't that heavy to me. I'm a home remedy guy. I'm like, okay, I'm cutting out. I'm cutting out all of the fast food. I'm going right. to salads and soups at home and water, lots of water. That's and right. but I'm still working at the same time. So really, time it goes by, and I look up, and I realize. I look up and I look like three, four weeks gone. But I'm I'm moving and going, but I'm still suffering from this cold. I think. That I think now it turned into the flu. I think it turned into the flu, but I'm still I'm in, I'm intensifying my home remedies though, teas, lemon, ginger. Well, I'm doing all that. Yeah, more herbal stuff. More herbal yeah. stuff. And uh, about two months later, I end up at a show. I was at a show in Chicago, and I'm on the stage playing. And I asked somebody. I was like, "Hey, bring me a bring me a chair out here. I don't feel good. Bring me a chair." Now, I will say this, my mind, I will say this, I learned better now. My mind was, I need this direct deposit to go through from this, <laughs> I need to see this direct deposit Tuesday. So let me do this, let me get through this show, and I'll go to the hospital right after this. But that's a musician <laughs> that's mentality, that's how we are. Yeah. From gate to gate. yeah, so I'm like, you know, let me get this done, and I'll go to the hospital tomorrow. Yeah. So I go through the gig, and... I'm, everybody, I'm not noticing, but everybody's coming over like, dude, you okay? I'm like, yeah. What's wrong? He said, well, you're sitting down, first of all, but you kind of slumped over playing this music. I'm like, oh, I'm fine. I'll be fine. Get through the show, and now I'm having breathing problems. So immediately, with my guitar on my back, I go to the emergency room. Go in the emergency with room with amazing. my guitar. Go into the emergency room, and they check me out. Um, they said, let me check the vitals. Vitals look okay, but they go for blood tests. They tell me they come back and say, blood test going to take a minute. Uh, let's get a urine sample. Take the urine sample. Comes back 45 minutes later. The doctor busts through the curtains, like in a rush. And I'm laying on the bed. He busts through the curtains. He's like, hey, how long you had this problem? I sit up on the bed. But, uh, well, um, today I was on the stage and I felt a little tired, so I sat down and... I had a little problem breathing, maybe today. He said, no, 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 no. What type of medication do you take? I don't take no medication. It just felt bad today. Well, actually, about the last couple months, I had a little cold thing going on. He said, sir, your, your, your uh, pH is all over the place. Your pH balance is not even balanced. It's, your phosphorus is high and everything else. And then I say, wait a minute. Um... What are you talking about? Because what you're talking about is not what I'm talking about. And he's like, well, have you been, he didn't start going through these symptoms. He said, have you getting, are you getting cramps? I said, yeah, late in the middle of the night. I get these bad cramps. They wake me up. He says, you have a taste in your mouth? I said, I said, yeah, how you, I, mean, I got a smile on my face saying, yeah, how you know? 
doctor going drunk. Exactly. I said, man, I peppermint, brush my teeth 20 times, and I still got this metallic taste. He says, sir, your kidneys aren't working. Those are signs of your kidney. How long have you had the cramps? Oh, I had the cramps for a couple months, but I, I thought it was from being, you know, sitting around or standing up on stage. So the next day, they send me upstairs. They do three days full of testing. They want to test. They test. They They tested everything from hepatitis B, C to HIV. Everything in between, high blood pressure, sugar, diabetes. Were you home or were you out on the road? No, stuff? I was in Chicago, okay. which was the greatest thing ever. And uh, after that, uh, they took tests, man. They came back. Three days later, everything passed negative. Didn't have none of the tests. None of the tests came back positive. Now, the look on your face, the doctor's coming back scratching their head. Yeah. They're saying, man, sometimes we know, sometimes we don't. And this is one of the occasions where we don't know what triggered you don't have high blood pressure. Uh, you don't have high glucose levels. So those are the main triggers. And you don't have any of the that's autoimmune the, things. That's the diabetes. Yes. Yeah. You don't have any of the autoimmune things that would have turned your uh, uh, blood cells against your the, yourself. So they're like, we don't know. But one thing we do know, you have to get you have to get that fluid off of you. You have a hard time breathing because it's fluid on you. And it's and and he, he did it. He did this with his hands, man. He put his hands as if he was cupping my heart, and he says, that fluid is going to crush your heart if we don't get it off of you. So and like he put his hands... Heart failure. Yes. Well, yeah, well exactly. I, I would have gone to that, yes. Yeah, what my father <clears throat> experienced. He experienced that. Yes. So the young lady came back, and she says, listen, well, right before she told me my HIV results, I have to say this, because this scared the living daylights out of me. That was the last test to come back. So she came to me, uh, she came to me a day before literally 24 hours before they visit early in the morning before she gave me the results she came back she says listen mr williams you're it's a great debate you're having you probably want to so far amongst this team that doctors you having we're having a problem with you i was like what do you mean he said well half of the doctors are split on trying to medicate your kidney the other doctors are saying look we've tested this guy for everything he doesn't have it and one test hasn't came back yet so obviously he's going to test positive so let's go ahead on and move on to another patient because we know what we need to do for that. And so he comes and she's like, so I said, so what are you saying? And she's like, well, your test results haven't come back yet, but it's the final test that hasn't come back. Everything else is negative. So we're looking at, you know, just moving on to another patient because we know what to do for that. <clears throat> so I said, well, can you just wait for the results to come back and just start, you know, can you treat me? And she was like, well, that's a debate. The doctors who want to treat you, they they failed in their debate with us. So we want them just going on. And so I was like, wow. I says, okay. I just took it. I was like, okay. All right. Well, I'll just wait till tomorrow to hear from you. She comes back the next day. Now, that's 24 hours of dealing with that in my mind. That's 24 hours. So unsettling. That's, that's 24 hours, man. I never had no thoughts run through my mind. I doubt it. What, what, what were you talking to somebody? Did you have somebody coaching well, you? Well, that's it? the thing. When I first went into the hospital, my family are very, they're very, um, uh, I, I don't know what word to use. Maybe you guys figure out. But they're very uh, quick. They're quick to come to the hospital because they want to be right on, on yeah, the situation. Yeah, yeah. But they're not, they don't rationalize the situation first. <laughs> they don't rationalize. If you're in the hospital, it's like. It's doomsday. It's doomsday. It's Tuesday. If, if you're not in and out in 24 hours, it's like, uh-oh, get the family together. And so I held off from talking to my family. I called my sister. 
I didn't even tell my mother. That was probably smart. Yes. I talked to my sister and I told her me because she understands the family. So I said, listen, don't you say a word. This is what's going on. I called my stepfather who raised me since I was 13. I called, called him. I called my father. I said, listen, dad, I'm in a hospital, but I don't know why. And until I know why, I don't want the family to know. Because when they come in, I want to say, wait, stop. Right. This is what's going on. I'll be out in 24 hours. <laughs> so, so that was Sunday night I went in. It's Wednesday. So 24 hours I deal with this. Lady comes back in. She tells says, listen, she goes through the whole thing again. I don't rush her to give me the answer. But finally she comes off and says, well, the results are back. And it's negative, so we don't know why. And I look at her and I says, you understand that 24 hours. Yeah, you had me in. Come here. Let me whisper something in your ear. (laughs) So so she says, well, the kidney doctor is going to come now. Okay. And talk to you and tell you the process. The nephrologist. He comes in. He's like, look, they're going to... Give you access for dialysis. We're going to start you with dialysis right away. Yeah. Right away. And that was it. And that was, that was it. He says, we're going to give you treatments here in the hospital. We're going to give you two treatments here. And then we're going to just pull the fluid. And then we'll set you for a regular schedule in the clinic. And so uh, I did that. And at the first, I had a beautiful, great, she works great with people first times on. Yeah. Oh, oh sure. Please. And she gave me great advice. I could not have paid for that advice and got better advice. Okay. And she coached me through the entire process of what it was going to be like to be in dialysis, what it's going to feel like, what to expect. Every 10 minutes, she sat there through the whole thing and sat there and every 10 minutes, are you okay? Hey, prepping me. Are you feeling this? If you're not That's feeling nice. this, you're going to feel this in about 30 minutes. Just chill out. Don't worry. Don't get scared. And it was That's just... Nice. It was just the, the the feeling of your blood leaving and coming right. back in. You know, wow. you can get a little dizziness it's and all of that. It's a big deal. It is, man. Yeah. Those little things in your body, those kidney, those kidneys are dynamic. I don't take they it lightly because I watched my pop go through it. <clears throat> yes, man. And let me say, this is you were so instrumental. He was scared. Sorry, Dad. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. It's fear. He didn't want to do dialysis. He's like, no, I'm not, I'm fine. So he tried everything else, and he even tried the, the, the homeopathic. The homeopath, yes, yes. Yeah. Been there. And I've been, I did some research with him, all right, Dad, you need to eat this, you can't eat that. So the fact that you had somebody help you through that. Yes. Now, that seems like, for him, it was a really slow transition from realizing what he had to finally arriving Arrived. at dialysis. It was months, many months. Yes. You. No prep. You went from the hospital yes. what, three, four days later to yes. dialysis? Yes, And that was something I encouraged people about uh, that I, I really hoped. I don't know if it would have been different, but I really, really think back. If I would have done it over, I would have had those regular checkups like I do now uh, at, the, at the doctor because they would have been taking my, all of those. They would have seen that in the chart. Uh, I to encourage people. So if you got a if you got an opportunity when they're telling you, hey, well, you know, you got thirty percent working, you got forty percent, and it's going down. Those are the best opportunities to have to try to turn things around. But when you're going to the to the twenty, fifteen percent, and things of that nature, that's when you got to prep yourself. And so, not having a prepping opportunity is when I say, oh man, my job now is when I, because I, I question, I said, man, and this is the honest truth. I was like, uh. 
Heavenly Father, listen, I got a list of people that you could give this to who probably deserve this. Uh, and I'll go down the list. And, and then, if you need help. <laughs> if you need help. But then I thought, I said, you know what, I don't know why, because the doctors don't know why, and now I don't know why. So since I don't know why, maybe, maybe this is for another purpose. And I promise you, Nomad, from, from you, from being able to talk with you and many other musicians through the country that just contacted me, that just contacted me, I seen a purpose, I seen a purpose, I saw a greater purpose that was bigger than me. That I, that I accepted when the, when our doctors came and said, you got to get on dialysis. And that's what gave you the peace. That what, that's, and when I tell you peace, that's what I pray for, peace. Because the first thing we all do, why me? Oh, yes. oh yes, and I did it. What the hell? Why is this yeah. happening to me? Really? Now? Yep, I did it. Right? Yes, yes, yep, you're right. And the funny thing that I, I said to God, why him? Right. I was there that night as you played. Yeah. And... I looked at him and I was one of the guys that said, "What's wrong with you?" <laughs> he had his hoodie on. Sure did. I said, I sure I did have my hoodie on. Yep. Next day. Nomad here with the Career Musician Podcast. Thank you for listening. I wanted to tell you about hashtag Ask Nomad to ask me any music-related questions, and I will respond usually within 24 to 48 hours. Again, that's hashtag Ask Nomad. Ask me anything you'd like about the music biz, about your instrument, about practicing, about music theory, anything at all that has to do with music, and I will answer your questions, share, repost, and put it out there for all of the Career Musician Podcast family to see and hear. Thank you so much for listening. This is Nomad, and remember to use hashtag AskNomad. Listen to the Career Musician Podcast on your preferred streaming service. When this all happens, and then the thought process, the emotional impact that it has on you, again, looking at you as such an inspiration because um, myself, I, it would have been really hard. And, and, and so what kept you from saying, you know, man, just screw everything. That's it. I'm done. Like, I don't even, how did you fathom going on with music because let's talk about being a musician good, yes we good travel, question right? yes you know we're all modern day yes. nomads yes that's what we do yes, that's how we earn a living and this is how we share our gift absolutely so uh, how did because I think I asked you that when I you first did. met you in yes, the summer, you did. Uh, or when I spoke I was like hey, how, how do you do, do, you do gigs <laughs> yeah. how do you do dialysis yes. and gigs that makes no sense and you saw that in person at the summit coming from dialysis and yes. going on the stage yeah so Doctors came in, and they would all come in, and every doctor that came in as if, as if I had to tell my story over again. because they And I think I did it for the confirmation of the future mindset I would have to have. And so every doctor came in, and it was a new doctor, and I go, oh, my goodness, they finna ask me the same question. Now I'm going to have to tell it all over again. So, Mr. Williams, what do you do? Uh, and then my question would always end up saying, well, I was a musician. And they like, oh, what stopped it? I said, well, this. I don't know how I'm going to do this and be a musician because uh, a lot of musicians I knew who were doing this they were doing uh, they was do, they were traveling with a dialysis machine and they would do their treatments in hotels and and I and I and I knew that that was a setback for a lot of musicians one namely mentor of mine Spanky Alfred 
knew we were gonna get. I yeah, knew. spanky, and and and, and, and that was one of the things that I was like, man, um, out of all the things, and I was the last four years spanky lived, I was very close to him, and. And I said, you know, and I would mess with uh, uh, our friend Sharky, and I'd be like, man, you got the licks, and I got the kidney failure. <laughs> you got the feel like this. So, well, I would laugh about it. But my thoughts about it was that, because I knew the troubles he had. You know, it's like now they're going to, you know, artists will consider me a liability. That's right. You know, they're going to consider me a liability. That's right. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. And so I would tell the doctors, I used to be a musician, they'll be like, well, why? what happened? They say and they encouraged me. It was the doctors. Man, that's awesome. It was the doctors, man. I, I couldn't believe it. That's awesome. They said the doctor said, "Well, you can still be a musician. Why do you have to stop? You're too young. You're not gonna be on. No, no, no. You're too young to be on this. Don't let this stop you. You can still. You there's still life. There's still life. You can live. And so they man. said, "No, we can set you up. You know, once you get acclimated to this." We can set we can you up you how, to do, how to do this yeah. without having to do it in the hotels. You can, we have clinics all over the place, all over the world. And so I was like, what? Are you serious? Every, anywhere. It's anywhere in the United States. We have clinics. We have networks. Don't worry. And so, but I decided I was going to take six months. I took six months, no plan. But those six months I took for myself to learn. And so the uh, clinic that I ended up going to was Fresenius. Uh, dialysis center and they have a network where they have a person out of their home office which is in um, a, corporate, a corporate office out of Minnesota who talks with you weekly and they kind of prep you what to expect and all the things to go through and I talked to the lady and this is what she gave me an awakening on uh, what gave me encouragement she said listen don't you miss one treatment don't you miss one treatment she says a lot of people what the treatment does is it relieves you of symptoms she said, listen, your kidneys are still not functioning. It feels like that you're fine, but you're not fine. Oh. It only, you're only on there for four hours. And if you take four hours every other day, that's 12 hours a day. 12 hours a week. A week. Out of, out of uh, 24 hours a day times seven. So now, it's a, small it's a very small treatment window you have the other times your kidneys are not functioning so she says don't you miss one treatment and protect the access that they give you to do your treatment through those are the two biggest advice she could have ever gave me because I have protect I that's been my lifeline and and that's why I didn't go out for six months until I could set up the treatments and I and I knew how to maneuver it and every artist, uh, I'm really thankful for a lot of the gospel artists that I work with because they were very considerate in that. They were very considerate. They wouldn't move until I was able to do my treatment, which would be really that Friday. I get a, I'll do my treatment early morning, get a flight out, and then That's I'll meet amazing. up. Yep, and then I'll meet up with them. And sometimes if I couldn't get a treatment on Friday because we had a show, I'll change my treatment to Saturday. So during the day. <clears throat> Yep, during the day I was able to do sound check and everything and then go do my treatment and come back. Back and do the show. And come back and do the show. That kind of diligence, the, 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 the perseverance that it takes to do that? And I promise you, when everybody say that, I say it was no strength of my own because I don't think I could have done it. I promise you. hardcore, man. My prayer, when I, when I was in the hospital, my prayer was, if I got to go through this, I got to go through this. 
I'm not asking you to move the mountain, but you're going to have to definitely give me strength to climb it because I cannot do it. Because I can't do it. Because I, I, I know I don't have the strength. And I promise you. No, you know what you did? You got a shovel and you built a tunnel through that sucker. <laughs> yeah, man, I promise you. that's hard work, it's, it, it, it was, man. When I look back, all I could think, I would be like, Father, thank you. Because I don't know, I, I couldn't have done that. I couldn't have done it. And these guys always running them, they looked at me and was like, dude, I was like, dude, all I need to do is once I'm done, just let me go to sleep. Right. And, re- my dad said and, that. and really rejuvenate my strength. And once you do that, once you, I think I told you, like, let him get yeah. it, like, it's real, yeah. let him get his strength back. And once he does, he'll be popping up and he'll be ready to roll. That's what you said, yeah. He'll be ready to roll. Just let him, and I said, tell the family, he's serious. When he says he's tired, leave him alone. Leave him alone. It's like leave him, let him get his rest, let him eat and get his rest, and he'll be right back up, ready to roll. That's what I did, man. That's that's what I did, and that's how I did it. Fast forward. Yes. Now you're a recipient. Recipient of a kidney. Um, I uh, originally had a six to eight year wait. I had uh, I had a universal blood type. Uh, was old, uh, old blood type, and. As universal as that may sound, okay. uh, it's the longest wait because it's the rarest. When you said I'm universal, like, I thought that was a good thing. <laughs> right. well, that's what I thought. It's like, well, you have a universal blood type. And I was like, oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah but okay. actually, it's the rarest. So it's a sick, like all other blood types had a three to four year wait, a four to five year wait. I had a six to eight year wait. So that was March of 2012. And I was on Facebook, and a gentleman in June, uh, in June of four years later, in 2016, a gentleman is on Facebook, June 2016, saying, man, how he's, at the the 12 tries, he has a perfect match for a kidney. And now he is going in. And, man, I plastered his video everywhere. I'm like, man, man, I thank heaven that somebody, you know, is getting a kidney, and I don't know this guy, but he's just encouraged me. Little do I know, <clears throat> a month and a half later, I'm getting a call. And usually everybody says, well, the first call is just kind of trial run and let you know you're getting close on the list. You're getting close. You're moving up. Uh, but they kind of prep you. stay protocol to prep the person who, who could be second on the list. Like prep them who matched up for this kidney. Just in case that the first person can't get it. So they called me. <clears throat> I had a student that day so they called me about nine o'clock says mr williams uh this is just a protocol you know call um pack a bag if this person doesn't receive it you may get a call but this normally they take it but just to prep you pack a bag and so i hang up the phone like yeah uh let me go tell the student i'm on my way and you know i'm not gonna let this stop me from this class right right, right. i'm not gonna let my student off that easy right <laughs> <laughs> So I called my sister. I said, listen, they just called me, but I'm not going to get this kid. It's, you know, it's, they, this guy going to, whoever it was, they're going to match up. And so she's like, you sure? They ain't call you for no reason. I said, no, they call me because protocol. And so I'm like, I'm going to this student, and I'm going by my business. They supposed to call me back in 45. They didn't call me back in 45 minutes. So, like, I'm going out the door. Phone rings. And when the phone rings, it's, it's, it's uh, Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, hospital, University of Wisconsin Hospital in Madison, and I'm stunned at the phone ringing. I'm like, no, 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 no. I gotta go teach. 
And, man, I'm shaking, and I. she clearly told me the first time, we're not calling you back if this kidney is not for you. She's calling me back. Man, by the way, in the interim, I called my pastor, and I prayed for the person to get the kidney. Me and my, we passed, I said, Pastor, I want to pray that the person, I said, and this is the reason why, whoever is before me, they may not be as strong as me. They may not be as, I've, had, I've got a lot of resources around me. They may not have these resources. But I got, and I've conditioned, because at my four-year point was March 25th. My four-year point, I said, you know what? I can, I can go another four years. I can do this. I can do this. This was strong. I can do this. I can do this. In four years, I said, you know what? I can do this, man. I can do this. I got a lot of support systems. I can do this. Amazing. And from March to August, I got the call. And we prayed for the other person to get the kidney. But I got the call back, and I answered the phone, busting in tears. I'm in tears. I'm about to cry now, man. <laughs> man. I'm in tears, dude. No, it's just real, And man. she's like, how long can it take you to get here? And they're two hours away. And I said, I'm coming now. I'm coming now. I called my sister. With the guitar. I called my sister and I said, this is it, Tasha. This is it. And we hit the road, man. She canceled her job. She's like, I'm not coming in. I got to drive my brother to get a kidney. Four years. Four years. Four and a half years I got the kidney. And I had an eight-year wait. And so to anybody listening... Hey, it happens just like that. Okay, I mentioned L.A. Williams, Isaiah Sharkey, and Spanky. Well, Spanky Alford, he is probably the godfather of all things gospel, jazz, R&B, guitar. I mean, this dude has really inspired so many of us guitarists, uh, and we all run the gamut of genres and styles that we play, but Spanky really just left a mark on all of us. May he rest in peace. So, as I'm talking, to L.A. Williams, if you hear me bring up Spanky, that's who we're talking about. And Isaiah Sharkey is a young cat who came up in the ranks the past, uh, you know, a couple handfuls of years, and he's just killing it. And uh, Sharkey and L.A. are very tight, and they were both close to Spanky. So that's why I mentioned that, give you a little bit of history. Subscribe to The Career Musician on Apple Podcasts. A gentleman uh, who plays uh, one of the uh, uh, legendary groups in quartet, he, he's the drummer, uh, named Keith Hampton, he has a similar testimony, and he's uh, out of St. Louis, he, yes. they, they know him, and he called me, I was, uh, I was about three years in with the dialysis, and he called me and said, hey man, I need to talk to you, and he's, and he's in the hospital. And he tells me he has kidney failure. Now, at that point, I'm devastated. I'm saying, no. Oh, Keith, oh man, oh, I'm crying, we're very close. I'm like, no, Keith. Younger than you. And this is what he says. Hey, L.A., no, no, no. No, it's cool, man. Hey, no, L.A. <laughs> he didn't say he didn't, for you. <laughs> like, it's cool, man. And I'm like, what do you mean? He says, I saw you. I've seen you grow through it. I saw you. I don't know nobody who did what you did. He said, I seen you, and now that's been, that's mine. But that, at that moment, three years later, when I got his call, 
He was the first one to ever call me. It was three years later that I understood my prayer. I was like, I don't know why I'm going through this, but I got to be going through this for some reason. That's and when I got his call, everything just made sense to me. That's grit. Yeah. We're not talking about getting through 100 push-ups. We're talking about yeah. life or death. Literally. Yes. No, literally. No. Every day. Literally. I know that I just tried literally, so, man. So that's why this podcast is so important. So, so yeah, dude, I appreciate it, sharing, man. I appreciate it. But, but okay, but before we go, yes, because I know we're running out of time. You guys got to get going. Spanky. Oh. And your and your history there. I feel in the guitar community, especially. I want this on every guitar magazine. I want, oh wow! I want yes. it streaming on Netflix yeah. and everywhere. Like I want to do a, uh, some kind of a documentary that really speaks to what. This man and the legacy. Oh, oh is, man! And then how you and Sharky are carrying the torch. And that documentary would be great, but the Spanky Al uh, Alfred uh, aspect came in for me. Twenty-five years old, um, I uh, my brother-in-law was begging me. I, had, I was in a corporate world. I didn't play guitar for six years. Yeah. From twenty to twenty-five, I didn't play. I was trying to get my full one K playing going from corporate world, and so uh, he begged me to play for him for uh, uh, outdoor fest. And I finally, I turned around so many years, and I finally said, okay. And I met this group here that I'm traveling with at 25 years old. And I played for him, and one of the guys asked me to sit in with them. And so uh, the guy that was just uh, interjected, Craig Johnson, from Flint, yes. Michigan. Craig was playing at the time. He was a guitar player at that time. And yeah. so I was learning from him. But we were traveling one day, him and a big bass player, going to Carolina somewhere. And they, uh, he asked me how I heard of Spanky. At that time, I was I was I was a young bloomer, so I wasn't really deep into who played what. I just listened to records. I don't know who was playing what. So I was like, no. But he put on a cassette tape, and I hear this guitar player, and I'm like, whoa, freaks you out. Whoa, whoa. So years later, this is years later. I'm about in my 30s. Yeah. He's playing, which he loves Spanky. He, no matter what. Even you, no matter what, yeah. you, you're you out with baby face and you make time for, for me. So I'm like, I love these type of people. And so Spanky would make himself available. He was out of Huntsville. There was a convention of quartet uh, singers, uh, artists in Birmingham, Alabama. So Spanky would come down from Huntsville and hang. If he if if he wanted to destroy all the guitar players. Listen, <laughs> if he wanted to, he would get up and play for everybody on the stage. He would be like, oh, you need me to play? All right, let me get my guitar. And he would go and play with everybody. So one day I heard him, I seen him walking down the hall. And I'm looking, and my guy said, my brother-in-law says, there go the guy right there. And I was like, who? And he's like, Spanky. I'm like, not that guy. And my brother-in-law says, watch this. Mr. Spanky. And he puts his hand out, and Spanky's like, hey, what's up, man? And I'm, I'm frozen. Now I'm like, oh, shit. That is Spanky. And what my I, idol. Oh, no. <laughs> so now what am I going to do? What I do then, I got to drop a name. Because now I'm so frozen. I said, hey, uh, let me, how do I introduce myself to him? And I says, Mr. Alfred, uh, uh, we have a great mutual friend. And he says, who was that? And I says, Mr. Craig Johnson, and which is him. And I said, Craig Johnson. And he says, oh, that's my boy. And he gets to sing one of his uh, songs that he put out at the time mm. called Hold Out, Be Strong, quartet mm. song. He's like, he starts singing a song, Hold Out. Be strong, <laughs> and they were they were burning it up on the radio in Huntsville. Yeah. Oh, wow. So he was like, "Tell Craig they burning the song up, man. They burning it up." And he got it. He had a card. No, he said, "You got a card?" And I said, "Yeah." And on the back of a card, he wrote his name and number. Oh, 
He says, this is my number. Call me anytime you want. From there was it. For four years, man. And I would call his house so much, his wife Shirley would answer the phone and says, hold on, Derek. Right. At that time, I didn't have L.A. Uh -huh. At that time, I didn't have L.A. She, she oh, all right, right, right. stuff. So she'd pick up the phone and say, hold on, Derek. He's, in the, he's, he's doing something. He, he don't want you to hang up. He's told me to tell you to hold on. Right. And, man, but what I love, I tell people all, that time, all the time this. Spanky spent more time talking to me about life than... Then, yeah. then I, I didn't. It wasn't about riffs. It wasn't about. So he became your mentor. Oh man, oh man, unbelievable! The conversations about life that he would have with me about about just being a man and prepping yourself in a business, the business aspect of the industry. That's why we're here. Yes. That's why this exists. The Korean yes. Musician Podcast to hear your story yes man imbued from people like yes Spank. absolutely and and i tell people all the time you get and you'll get that from tyrone jackson yeah you'll get that from sharky anybody right. who spent time kevin wilson right they will tell you kevin, that they right. will they spent more time talking to him about just life in general experiences than hey man pick up the guitar so what was those licks that you did and you know he would do it i would yeah. he would do it one time i, I was in Birmingham when he got ill, <clears throat> very ill uh, in January they had a convention and so he wasn't able to come down Shirley talked to him and said you know what I don't think this, I don't think he gonna make this one. so when she said that I got out of my car in Birmingham and I drove up to Huntsville, I'm like no 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 when she had that voice, that tone in her voice and I went and seen him he's at a music store because he taught at this music store called Shepherds Tom Shepherds, T Shepherds and he's teaching and he goes in the back, I go in the back and he's sitting down, and I had this voicemail at the time, had some good turn on it. And he's like, "Hey man, what's that thing you got on your voicemail?" Yeah, yeah. Like, "Oh no, no, don't try it. You could yeah, play yeah. that." Yeah, no, no, no. Sure. Where you coming from? Which I loved about him. He yeah, was yeah. eager to. So he want to know where you coming from. Wait, yeah. wait, wait. What you doing there? Where you coming from? Yeah. That. Yeah. What's the angle you doing in there? So I show him, and when I show him, he says, "Oh, so you did this." He's like, now, you know you can do this, this, and 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 this. He just, oh, my goodness. I love it. And so I said, he had my guitar. He says, I said, Smokey, man, would your guy do a setup with my guitar? He says, yeah. He comes in, and that time he's very weak. He's very weak at that time. And he tries to get up, and I say, oh, no, 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 I'll go get it. He says, no, I got it. I'm going to go up there with you. And he gets up, and I'm like, whoa. And he gets up and he walks up front and I see him in his condition but I'm saying but he's here teaching students he, he's still playing I'm saying till the end because he knows that cycle of life that's has it, to be shared. it has to till go the end man and he goes up he tells uh, a shepherd accept my man uh, strings up put him in and then at the end I go to pull out my money Spanky says what are you doing same thing you just did what are you doing no 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 Shepard, put it on my bill. They, no, 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 I want you right. I want you right when you go back to, this, to the convention. And that was the last time I seen him. And in March, he passed. I'm speechless, which is rare. Um, <laughs> as performers, none of us are usually no, speechless. <laughs> but, man, I just can't thank you enough for all this knowledge and wisdom. I oh, thank you, man. And it is life. It's life wisdom. And it goes so far beyond the playing. Yes, know? it does. If anybody's struggling with kidney failure first time, or uncle, mother, anybody, 
There is life after kidney failure. That's right. There is life after kidney failure. You're living proof. That's it. Last thing I wanted to say is where can people hear you, get your music, find everything that you do? Well, actually, the stuff that I'm doing now, I'm on Facebook under L.A. Williams, Instagram, L.A., the, the guitarist. Um, but I don't have any music out on myself, but I am producing. I do have two singers I just produced on this artist, quartet artist, the Flint Cavaliers out of Flint, Michigan. They have a single out called Holding On. I wrote the song, uh, arranged it, and record, had them. we recorded it. Um, and a single called One Man that I rearranged and arranged all the music and produced the project. So, nice. so the fourth, the entire project is forthcoming, but it's uh, an artist out of Chicago called Eve, EV, the number three. Um, th three young ladies, phenomenal. Uh, I arranged, I was in the studio and I was working on their project, on their album. And the producer was like, the producer was like, hey man, you got anything you got in your brain, anything you want to put on? See what we can work with. And I was like, you know what? I got this tune I'm working. I don't have any words, but I got a tune I'm working on. I played a whole song on acoustic. It was acoustic feel. And um, next thing you know, that was in February 2016. Two years uh, later, um, in, the pr in the interim of things, a guy that we know uh, co-signed from a group, uh, a, a, a production group called Interns out of Interns. LA. I know co-signed. Co-signed is friends with, with my pro producer. Wow. Uh, they, they, they were working out of the same studio uh, before they moved to LA. He's from Chicago, so they worked out of the same that. studio. And we sent it to him. We had just got the song mixed. The words were put on it. People wrote to it. Uh, Kaya Holmes, uh, Gabby, uh, Gabrielle Morgan, Dante Hall wrote to this. And um, Corey Barksdale. And so we were finishing up for their project, for the album. But Coastline hears it, and while he's listening to it, somebody's in his studio. He's listening to it, checking out the mix. He's sending us word back like, yeah, it's cool, everything is good. The guy hears it and was like, hey, who was that? He's like, uh, oh, it's this group from Chicago, my people. It's like, uh, it's like gospel or, or secular. He said, oh, it's gospel. He says, you know, Snoop working on a gospel album. <laughs> like, huh? Hey man, he need to hear this. So Dude. the process starts, and the process starts, and next thing you know, Snoop hears it. First day he hears it, he's like, "It's going on an album." So uh, the production was uh, split between myself, the uh, gentleman uh, Lou uh, uh, Luther, and Cosine, and so we co-produced, we produced it, and, and wrote it. I, 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 yep, I arranged the music, everything, and um, and that was it, dude. I wrote wrote the music, and then it, it got placed on Snoop's album, man. And track twenty three called "Unbelievable" featuring Eve. Damn, yep. my work, Just man. Like that. Yep. And like a real professional career musician, you handled your business. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That was the first thing. And and, and and actually, I'm glad you mentioned that because you teach the young when we first when we yeah. first began to talk about it, the first thing out of the, the uh, other guy's mouth, Lou. Uh, which I, I celebrate, Lou, because I wasn't too keen on working on productions. And so, next thing you know, uh, I said, man, I, you know, I ain't too keen on working on productions. The business isn't right. right. And he says, I promise you, this will be right. This, when you work with me, this will be right. And so, I laid on the table everything I would need, every, make sure all the paperwork's right. He laid on the table everything he can do, and we made a partnership. And we've been working on that production team ever since. The whole production is called Hotel Saints. Mm -hmm. And they got a great production. Stuff is coming out uh, this year, next right. year. We'll have to check um, that out. But one thing he said is, "Hey, I'll, let's 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 get this on paper now. We we'll do an email thing, and then we will get the lawyers on it right away." And he kept to his word. 
We split the production credits, uh, uh, writing credits, all of oh, I got all my ASCAP, money ASCAP, and we're writing and, and uh, publishing. A person that's not willing to do business before work yes. is not worth doing business with at all. Yes. Come on. <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> I mean, yes. Right? Yes. And a lot of cats, oh man, man, this guy comes in and wants to talk business. Why wouldn't I? Let's handle the business. <laughs> then we can forget about that and have fun. Nothing creating. but work. That's it. Nothing but work out of that. Yeah, we can do have so fun. That's quick. beautiful, man. Yep. Track 23 Unbelievable featuring Eve on Snoop Dogg Presents Bible Love. Bam. That's it. L.A. Williams, yes, Mr. Nomad. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate you, man. Hey, I'm sorry, Ronnie. Ronnie, Minister Ronnie Jones and Minister Craig Jones. A.K.A. Craig Red Bull. A.K.A. He's the right. grasshopper Red Bull. He's the energy of the other All right, thank you for listening to my rant. That wraps another episode of the Career Musician Podcast by yours truly, Nomad. Thank you, L.A. Williams, for making the time and sharing with us and being so vulnerable about your personal life's journey. We are forever grateful and indebted to you. Please like, subscribe, share, follow, download, blah, 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 everything the career musician. Don't forget, gospel, jazz, R&B, funk, soul, rock, Latin, this, that, everything else, and in between the career musician signing off. Until next time. Thank you for tuning in to The Career Musician. Please click the subscribe button and share The Career Musician podcast on your social media feeds. I'm just a nomad, nowhere man Writing the songs in this one-man band A nomad Nomad here, host and creator of the Career Musician Podcast, wanting to tell you all about PantheonPodcast.com network. I am a part of this collective that is solely music-based podcasts. And guess what? It is the only one of its kind on the globe so far. It is a collective of an independent network of podcasts all based on music, which dig into the culture, technology, history, and everything else you can imagine that has to do with music. Thank you so much for listening, and be sure to check us out at PantheonPodcasts.com. Drummers! So you're watching an amazing drummer on YouTube. 
and they're playing something so crazy you just can't figure it out. If only you can tap this drummer on the shoulder and say, hey, can you slow it down and break it down for me, man? PossibleChops.com does exactly that. They've asked some of the top-of-the-line drummers to play in short, digestible phrases some of their craziest chops. Then they slow it down and transcribe it so you can actually learn what the heck they're doing. They're making chops possible. Now, PossibleChops.com is an online drum lesson website that makes it easy to add to your drumming vocabulary from some of the baddest professional drummers. And when I say baddest, I mean the dopest, illest, most ridiculousest drummers you ever heard. Imagine getting a breakdown from drummers who played with the likes of Usher, Earth, Wind & Fire, Chick Corea, Babyface, Sheryl Crow, Tony Braxton, and the list goes on. The PossibleChops.com community is designed to allow drummers to share ideas and help you on your path to becoming a pro and getting gigs. That's right, folks, actually getting real gigs. If you're serious about drumming, do yourself a favor and visit PossibleChops.com. Join today and basic membership is free. However, If you decide to upgrade to a pro membership, use the promo code NOMAD to get your first free month. That's right, folks. Use coupon code NOMAD and you get the whole first month absolutely free. Adding new chops are now made possible for drummers on PossibleChops.com. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 